Good morning, top of the morning to you. Fernando here, your host. Let's go ahead and open this session with a moment of silence followed by the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And today we're going to be talking about a book called Prison to Praise. The title throws off a lot of people. A lot of people think it's talking about prison and they're, sometimes they get offended. But the fact is, it's the prison of the emotions, prison of uh, not seeing yourself, uh, having God love you. Letting go and letting God. When I see a lot of people drinking, uh, the, the love of God, they can't drink the love of God. You know, so they judge themselves. Or I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I had enough. And for me, going the wrong way and trying to do good out without a program was just disastrous. You know, having a program, having fellowship, having examples of people that are going before you, and having the fruit on the tree, for instance, you know, 27 times, consecutive times to Hawaii. You know, that speaks loudly to me. I didn't do that, but a friend of mine did. And just an incredible amount of workload. And then it blows me away when they tell me, well, we go camping every year, you know, up to Mount Shasta. And... It just like they have the time. They have the time to be busy. They have the time to enjoy life. They have the time to uh, to understand and love each other. Now, getting back to the book, Prison to Praise book was written in 1972. I came across the book in the 80s when I was selling real estate. Things weren't going too good, and I had a I had to buy my entertainment at thrift stores by buying books. I would buy books on prayer. And I, you know, 10 for a dollar. Buy a bunch of little books and go home and, and start munching on them. And I started munching on this little book and it caught my attention. You know, it was really exciting, the first chapter of Prison of Praise. I read that and continued to read the little book. And I said, wow, you know, the book says if you don't, to go ahead and exercise your Thanksgiving for, uh, for the things you need, you know, to be thankful. And looking back now, 2022, I did it in the 80s, it's kind of like your imagination. The Lord says, I will fulfill the joys of your heart. And what are joys? Joys are just imaginations. Joys are just thoughts. Thoughts that something will make our life more pleasant. It would be nice to have that. And and so it happened that I, I needed a stove. I needed some... Uh, entertainment centers for some classical music or whatever. I needed a TV. I had moved into this place, these uh, kind of like apartment buildings that we were selling. And I was kind of like the manager of the real estate. Our office was selling it and and we kept them safe. So in other words, folks, I, I couldn't pay my rent. In other words, that's why I was there. You know, so at the mercy of the real estate office and the uh, and that was my normal, right? Trying to pay Paul and rob Peter. But I was, I was reading this little book, 
You know, it's said to thank and praise God when you have a need. Totally opposite of the way, you know, of, of dealing with my needs. Instead of complaining and crying about my needs or saying them over and over again, I started thanking God that I needed a stove. Thanking God I didn't have a TV or an entertainment center. Thanking God. So uh, what happened, all these things just came all of a sudden very quickly, you know. People started calling me and saying, hey, I, I got this car, this Mercedes-Benz, a little older, and I don't know where to put it. I move into an apartment. Can you take the Mercedes-Benz? Oh, by the way, I have a television and some stereo equipment in the back seat and stuff. Uh, you can have all that. Just take care of my car. And uh, sure enough, exactly. And then uh, three days later, I get the stove. You know, uh, someone tells me they're they're giving away a stove. So that was the beauty of um, the way it started. Uh, then we had a car that didn't work and uh, put it in the garage. I didn't know what was wrong with it. I was just holding it for, for some person. And I had some visitors come from Arizona, a couple, visiting some uh, friend of mine. And they stayed. And... Um, Sure enough, the uh, the next day, the guy said, I started thanking God for the car. I started testing this procedure. Thank you, God, for this car. Thank you, God. It doesn't work. Thank you, God. I just thank God very briefly. And all of a sudden, the next morning, the guy goes, uh, he's an engineer. He says, what's wrong with that little Toyota? I said, I don't know. He said, well, let me hear it. Because we had pushed it into the garage, and it just wouldn't start. So he heard it, and he says, the timing chain, these things are so simple. He goes, why don't you go buy one and take that, and take the radiator off. So him and his son and, and I, we took the radiator off and stuff, we, and we popped the other one back in, and sure enough, car was running easily. I called the person, and I said, hey, your car is ready, and they almost fell off the ground. And I told him, it's that little book, thanking God for situations, thanking God for problems, Another story is I was uh, I went to see my grandchildren. I took my wife and we went on a convertible, red convertible car up there, a Ford. And, uh, and my son and his wife took off and he left me with his four kids at the restaurant after we eaten. And he took off and he left me with his van. And when I walked to the van, the van was flat. And there was no, uh, there was a spare, there was a jack, but there was not a cross to take the boats off. So, um, and it wouldn't take air. I tried putting air on it on the gas station next door. So I parked it by the gas station and I started thanking God. And I was telling everybody inside the van, the wife and the grandkids, started thanking God that the car is uh, not working. So they did it and then they would go back to their conversations and I would remind them again. I approached a guy, I approached a couple of people and they basically say, get out of here, you bum. You know, I was asking them if they had a, a tire iron I can use to uh, take to change the tire. I had the tire already jacked up. Well, I started to. And um, and I just kept thanking God and I waited. And all of a sudden, a little, little Honda showed up. I got a Toyota van. A Honda shows up and the Honda guys go in and get cigarettes. They're mechanics. One of them stays in the car smoking and they're full of oil blue shirts and stuff like they changed tires or stuff and i walked up to him and i said i told him i said hey uh you would happen to have a cross iron i need to take the boats off the truck he looked at me he didn't say a word 
Yeah, as I was asking him, uh, would you happen to have a cross? To and he looked at me, jumped out of his car. I backed off, and he popped up in his trunk. You would thought I would say something. I had said something wrong. And he grabs a cross, and he goes over to the van, and he starts to sit on the floor and start taking the the bolts off with his cross. And his buddy comes, and he talks to him in Iranian in some kind of foreign land or Indian, and he tells him to get in the car. And and he says, you can, and the, the other guy says, you can have that. And he, they left. And I had my cross. So I fixed the car, got going on my way. Anyway, uh, praise, praise the Lord and praise God for the book. I went and I started buying more of those books. I guess what I'm trying to tell you, I called over there and the, the publisher was in Escondido. I went down there and I started buying two, three hundred dollars. 300 worth of books and the highest I ever bought was 1500 books 1500 and I usually now usually usually order a thousand or 1200 books and I pass them out pass them out through the years and you know to date I think I got seven eight thousand books passed out uh so the book is called prison to praise is on Amazon it will revolutionize your life I'm going to go ahead and say they, they send you a monthly letter at foundationofpraise.org. They're out of Escondido. Their phone number is 760-741-2755. Okay, their uh, praise news has been done since the 70s. You know, it's an incredible uh, newsletter. They send information about the the books they have. They have about 14 books total. The guy's name is Marilyn Carotters. His phone number is 760-741-2755. Foundationofpraise.org. Sign up for the newsletter. In the newsletter, they have Marilyn Carotters, the writer of the book, writing, uh, right right now we have a, a news, a Christmas letter. And he passed away, of course, but he, he had... He had re- wrote this in December 2005. And the Christmas letter says this, Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. You will receive every blessing you can use. Psalms 81.10. Isn't that a blast? Isn't that a beautiful thing? Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. You will receive every blessing you can use. In other words, shout, guys. Say, thank you, God. The supply for it is not here yet, but it will come. If we should have it, it will surely come. Let it be, Lord. Let it be. Let it be. Let it rain. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. You will receive every blessing you can use. What an incredible potential God has given us. How long has it been since someone asked you if you are going to heaven or to attend church with them? If it has been a long time, there are many people just like you. It has been years since some folks have been approached by anyone showing concern for their eternal future. Why are we so unconcerned or afraid to speak about our faith? We can easily say, how are you today, but fail to ask really important questions. For some reason, we often aren't being the witnesses for Christ he asked us to be. Many people who attend church first did 
this so because someone invited them. If we never invite people to our church, it is because we are, are afraid. Do we feel incompetent or incapable of being good witness for Christ and his church? In some countries, anyone who tries to tell others about Jesus because a target for police investigation, neighbors are asked, are they having an illegal church service in their home? Are they trying to indoctrinate their children about a religion that is not sponsored by the government? In some countries, they do that. It is dangerous to talk about Jesus or the Bible in so much of the world. Such people are called fanatics. Our enemy wants us to keep them and, and us quiet. Religion is a private thing. Don't bother other people. Don't offend anyone. Don't make people think you're trying to act holy. These are the kind of thoughts our enemies tries to put on our minds. We are often afraid, even though we have almost nothing to be afraid of. We can weep over our failures as Peter did, or we can let people know that we believe in Jesus. God promises is still valid. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Even if we do not know what we should say to people, when we open our mouth, we may be surprised at what the Holy Spirit will say through us. Joy comes to those who are obedient. You will receive every blessing you can use. What an amazing promise God gives us. We can be creative when we hear, how are you today? We can say, I'm happy because I have found a marvelous church. People there really love one another. Would you like to visit it? And as this is the season to celebrate the birth of Jesus, add to your greeting, Jesus is the reason for this season or anything to show that the joy we have in him. Let's say to reach, reach as many people in the as we can for Christ, and God will reward every seed we plant and bring us great joy. Reprint from December 2005. But I really wanted to tell you some of the uh, comments. They post the comments that people write in, the miracles that had happened. Right now they're just saying, like this person says, 10 years ago, Cheryl from New York wrote in, they have, uh, someone told me about Prison of Praise 10 years ago. I'm so glad. I said, another person wrote in, Elaine from North De ND, North Dakota. Thank you very much for the praise news. I love reading in the letters. Thank you so much for continuing with the work of the Foundation of Praise. Natalia from Tacoma Correction, New York, says, I'm a Christian believer, and the whole praise concept has eluded me before. I read the praise books. They have changed my whole outlook on life. Even here in prison, I found the books in the prison chapel, and I don't know who got it there, but praise God for it. You know, it's a wonderful place to have those books in prison. In Prison prison to praise, and some of us can get them there. We can sponsor. We can. These people send a multitude of, of free books to these prisons. I myself put books in uh, in facilities where people, you know, like re rehabs and people, and I say I ask the people to pass them out for me, and ask them to to read them. Here's here's one from a chaplain from a corrections facility. It says, "Thank you for the generous donation of books. Maryland books have been a beacon of hope and light, especially to the, these prisons, to those in prison." These will certainly be an encouragement to the men of Large Correction Center. 
Another guy from Scott from Pennsylvania says, Thank you for the books you sent to the Bethsaida Mission and for remembering those in need. So many have begun to experience the power of Christ's love for the first time. Another, Angela Shelby, Jail, Tennessee. She says, I received prison of praise and I love it. I put everything in God's hands to work good for me. Hallelujah. And one more, Mary Jane from Indiana says, I truly benefit from the prison news and usually pass them on to others. It's certainly never throw them away as they are food for the soul. And we have a lot of contributors, people that have, you know, they pass away and their and their wives or their lovings, they put, you know, give them 10%, give them something so they can, that's what I'm going to do, be publishing more books and the facility, you know, the facility is run on faith, you know, because they have a cup, they have a inexpensive publisher, they have a warehouse, I'm sure they own the land, they don't have to pay big money, and uh, and they just distribute the books all over the world in different languages and take up, it boggles the imagination that they haven't published uh, even uh, monthly or yearly Letters from individuals about the astonishing result they're getting from praising Jesus for problem. Putting up Jesus, putting people in Jesus' hands and praising him works remarkable. Your life, your situation, your your past, especially your past, your future. Praising the Lord makes for a good result. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, that others will see the joy in us. And we thank God, hallelujah. Lord, you have called us to be Christians and to be warriors, and we thank you for that. We thank you for all the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Go get them, family. Remember, Jesus is Lord.